ladies and gentlemen, we're here live in the studio, in the bag, Mr. All Business Brad. How are you doing today? Good, man. It's uh, great to be back. It's another week. Um, got to be on another podcast this week, which was fun. I was on the Swanky podcast, so that was a good time. I saw uh, that. Yeah, it, gonna... it was it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I don't know. It's it's just uh, it's always fun to get on a talk, and you know, it's it's humbling revisiting the story, like how everything came to be, and mm. kind of what we're focused on. And it's just fun to talk a little business. So it was uh, it was a good time. Thanks, uh, Swanky Crew, if you're listening, for having me on, dude. Uh, I, that crew is, I, I love those guys. Um, yeah. super stoked. They're going to be in vlogmas this season. Uh, continue our three year streak. I think they're actually my only like returning guest for all three years of vlogmas. Um, so, uh, uh, Brad just got, text. No, sorry. Connor just sent a picture. Just, I couldn't hold it. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, you're good. Oh, it's in foundation tags. Yeah, you, you got it too. Uh, you got it too. Okay. Uh <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I would buy that. I would buy uh, that one hundred percent. I'll put I'll bag that. Yeah. That that is good, and I would give yeah. you the bag. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh well here's my question for Swanky. You filmed um their podcast. Mm -hmm. What time what time did you film that podcast with them? It's like uh I think we got started around 8.30 p.m. Eastern or so. Wow. Early night for them. Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I heard the, the rumor was it could be late. And I mean, we did go until like a little after 10, I think. So yeah. we, it was a little lengthy podcast, but it was fun. Yeah. I jumped on one night and I played Fortnite with them. Ooh, uh, a little yeah. behind the scenes, everyone. We played Fortnite one night and we finished and it was like 10 or 10.30 my time. Yeah. So that's central. And they were like, yeah, we got to go. We, we got to record a podcast after this. I mean, Robbie, if you're free, do you want to hop on? And I looked over at Lindsay and she was like, I'm going to bed. Uh, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll hop on for a little bit. And so I hopped up doing the same thing. Yeah. And she was like, who, who records a podcast at 1030 at night? And I'm like, honestly, swanky guys killing it. That's, yeah, they're just they doing do. their thing. I mean, flashback to us at the beginning. We were filming at like eight, nine o'clock yeah. Eastern. So, been there, lived that life. Yeah, I when people record podcasts is always so fascinating to me. Like uh, everyone giving uh, Hunter and Trevor uh, some like some angst in the debate night crew because it's like, oh, when do we film debate night? Oh, we film it at a uh, seven o'clock in the morning Eastern. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's when most of them happen over here. So it's a, uh, it's a good time. Well, speaking of good times, we want to thank the sponsor of today's video and that is disc RPM. Uh, yes. Disc RPM is a, I gotta, like, I gotta come out. I, I've talked about this ad read for them and I gotta come up with like, it is a, I always say bag building website, mm -hmm. But I don't know that that's necessarily like when people think like, oh, a tool I need, a bag building website. But trust me, this is a tool that you're going to appreciate in such a major way. Um, it's a have, disc laboratory. because a disc lab. Yeah, because mm. you can build and create your bag in there and see the scientific results of that, where they lie in the data. But it's also a repository if you can put all of your discs and log them into there. It is a disc golf laboratory. That. That's what I'm thinking. 
Yep. Well done. We currently, one of my favorite parts about disc RPM, besides just how the interface is so clean and so beautiful, I was even doing a live stream last night. Um, mm -hmm. And as I was doing the live stream, we were talking about my distance drivers and possibly replacing some of my distance drivers. And so I just said, oh, well, awesome. I can just pull this up. So I went straight to disc RPM's website, pulled it up for the entire stream. And I was so proud because people were, as soon as I opened it, they were like, wow, that is a pretty looking reactor yeah. because you can see the dies. And when I'm sitting there talking about a disc, there was no question what I was referring to, because as you select a disc on the chart, it spins over on the left side where you can see the overall flight numbers. Mm -hmm. Or if you put a marker on the left where the flight numbers are, it highlights it over on the chart so makes it very easy to know which disc belongs to who and um so but that's not even my favorite part brad like yeah. as cool as all of that is my favorite part is absolutely how we have our community inside mm -hmm. of this we're currently at 337 members which is yeah insane and that's you know that's you who want to who have actually jumped on there and put your bags in so that's that's great. Um, we just encourage everybody to jump in there again. This is very easy to do. It's an easy tool. Um, everybody that we're pulling to be a guest in the bag in the future is going to, there are bags in there. You can see mine in Robbie's bag, which I do need to update mine. I did make some big changes last week of my, in mine. Sure. And um, there's going to be some data available. You're going to see like what, what, uh, and I don't know if this is only for our viewing right now, Robbie, or the public. It's public facing. I think it's public facing, but there's going to be some data in there. You can look at like, what people are bagging, what brands are popular, what speeds are popular. I mean, I think I was looking a minute ago and it was amazing how many five speeds there were in comparison to everything else. So it's good to look at. Um, you can look at everybody's bag, like Robbie said, and see everybody's actual disc. That's my favorite part. And I love the, our community. You can keep up to date with all of us and our, our guests and our episodes and inside of disc RPM. And we're going to do a giant giveaway when we hit 500 members on are in the bag community in disc golf RPM. Um, I'm going to pull some bag uh, discs straight off my shelf and send them out to you folks. I'm sure Robbie yeah, will do the I same. I will contribute as well. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna do uh, quite the giveaway at 500. So if you haven't, it's free. There's nothing. It's free. So uh, no, there's no like paywall behind certain features. It's just all free. So make sure you go on there, sign up if you haven't already. Just put your main bag in there. You can add the rest of your disc at some other time. Put your main bag in there. Let's get this community built up and. Um, again, it's, it's cool to see you, your buddy's disc and just random people across the, the world, right? You can see discs in there. So check out disc golf RPM links in the description. Again, 100% entirely free. You have no reason not to do it. And, um, yeah, you can keep up to date with our bags and our community there too. Absolutely. So today, Brad, we're, we're, we're diving into, we'll say, well, new, a new option. Yeah. for the podcast. Uh, and that's what we, we really want to have your feedback here. One of the things that we do on in the bag most regularly, obviously we normally have a guest with us. Uh, mm -hmm. And today, spoiler alert, we don't have a guest and that's not because of people failing or anything like that or availability. We just don't have a guest because sometimes when we go to bring guests on complications happen in life and people are unable to join us. Uh, complications happen on our end and we're unable to line up a guest, things like that, right? Like scheduling is the hardest part of mm. podcast, I would say in general. 
Um, so we have had episodes in the past where we're like, all right, well, you want to talk about like bag theory building. And we always want the core episodes to be, we bring on a guest, we talk about their bag, we do a suggestion Mm -hmm. at 81 episodes. I think we have built a bit of a formula and do this. Uh, so we thought, okay, what if we introduced a series or an option that was a little different? that you guys that is not appearing super frequently, but it's just, it's there as an option and gives you as listeners a chance to really have an influence on the show where your questions and voices get to heard. Um, so I think the original segment used to be called what dear Abby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was uh, way back, way back when they might even still do it. I don't know. Yeah. So you could like write into your local newspaper and ask a question and fictional person Abby would answer your questions. So we aren't Abby, but we're not fictional. We are, yeah. And we're not fictional. We're very real. So uh, <laughs> we came up with the idea, Dear Brobby. Uh, and so with Dear Brobby, we want you to be able to submit questions to us. And then we kind of talk about them uh, in theory. And so Today, the the concept or question that we want to talk about is how do you go about building a glow bag and how do you go about building a travel bag? Yeah. Because these are two very like if you've never played glow golf before, life changing. Brad, you just got to play glow golf for the first time the other day. Yeah, it was a blast. I, I was kind of anti glow golf. It just seemed gimmicky. And then I played it. and I'm like, OK, I get it. It's a lot of fun. It's a, a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like the stress of, oh, I can't hit these gaps. And then the gaps just disappear. Mm-hmm. It's you almost free. It, but you it's can't see free. it. <laughs> yeah. I, it's kind of like a, uh, like, what what is it called? Um, like the salt chambers you like lie, lie in and there's like no lights or anything. No, no mm-hmm. like, uh, it's like that for me. Um, yeah. Like there's sensory like no deprivation. That's or what something? it is. Sensory deprivation chamber. It was like that. So it was a lot of fun. You don't worry about trees when you can't see them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a hilarious moment of you throw it and you're like, oh, that looks really good. That's soaring. And all of a sudden it's just like you just see that little glow disc. You hear the pop. Yeah. And it just (laughs) goes somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a blast. And it's worth mentioning, too. These questions have come from viewers and Birdie fan members as alike. So that's kind of where we're pulling these questions from today. Um, and walking through them. And I guess in the future, preemptively, um, leave in the comments below. We're actually going to refer back to this episode in the comments from this episode for our next episode. Yeah, I guess number one, say, hey, do you like this concept? Great. Let us know. If you And if you do, let us know a question you'd like to have us answer. So yeah. let's, let's dive into the glow golf bag. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty new to it, but I think... Um, as far as talking about it, I think that, like you said, you compared it to a travel bag or like alluding to a travel bag. I think it's kind of the scenario. I don't want to replace my entire normal bag with all glow discs and maybe they're not even available in that. So I probably re- really want to use kind of the 10 disc bag formula almost in a way um, to make a glow bag. At least that would be my initial thought, Robbie. What, what about you? Yeah. So when it comes to glow golf in particular, One of the first things that comes to mind for me when building a bag is thinking about, and we've talked about before, when you have a disc or you have a mold that you really like, find it in available plastics. Mm -hmm. So for sometimes, like, uh, I'm trying to think, 
we'll use Brad, we can use your bag as an example. Like, uh, let's say you have the uplink in your bag currently. Mm -hmm. So you go uplink and then you're trying to find a new, like sort of middle ground. Right. Uh, and then next is the hex, uh, a dune and then hex. And I have a, yeah, I have a fission hex and a eclipse hex. Okay. So the, you have a fission and eclipse hex. Great example here of the fission hex straighter for sure Mm -hmm. than the, um, the glow hex or the eclipse hex. So if you were just like, Oh, I need to replace, I like the hex and I need to replace it. You could just put a, like you would think, Oh, I just put a glow hex in there. But the problem is for most companies, their glow plastic is their most overstate is one of their most overstable plastics. Yeah. And I think it has to do with like the, obviously whatever they're putting in it for the glow. Um, and, just the little uh, talking to Jesse actually about, Hey, is the myth of different collars being more overstable than not? Is that true or false? And he said, it's true. It's just the additives are what make it more overstable or less overstable. And that's obviously the additives in the glow are making them more overstable. So yeah, for, for instance, when I played, I took out two different envies. They were both glow, but they're both different stages of wear. And if not, I would have to take out like a glow proxy or something to kind of fill that normal MV spot. Cause a glow proxy for me is still a bit overstable finish, you know, not like yeah. a typical turning neutron proxy or I'm yeah. sorry, uh, electron proxy. Yeah. So if I were building a glow bag, one of the first things I would definitely want to do is take like whatever options I'm looking at, understand that the plastic's going to be a little more overstable. Yeah. So maybe I need to find a different mold that mm-hmm. flies like it and you're going to want to throw those not just during glow golf uh, because you really getting the chance to see what it's doing in the air because glow golf while you can see the glow of the disc it is like sometimes it may just hit a first available train you're like well i still have no idea what that Mm -hmm. disc is going to do which doesn't give you a lot of confidence and i would say to me that's the key of glow golf is in glow golf, you cannot throw anything half-heartedly, even yeah. putts, because yeah. you're just like, I just got to send it. Yeah. Like, this is... The depth perception is very weird putting, I will say that. Yeah. I When I first... My first round of glow golf I ever played, someone told me, like, well, you don't really need a glow putter if you don't want one. Like, you can just putt with your normal putter. And that made a ton of sense to me, because mm-hmm. I preached the whole... Oh, well, you've practiced 20 footers so many times. Just throw a 20 footer. Like yeah. you'll be able to tell. And I remember throwing my first putt with a non glow disc and then putting it in my bag. I made the putt, but I still put it in my bag and was like, that was so scary. Like yeah. that, that was awful. Uh, Cause I have no idea if I barely made it, if I made it by a little, like mm-hmm. it just, you kind of release it. And then there's just this anxiety that comes over right. you while it's soaring through the air. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, it's a uh, is it unique it? sensation for sure. So finding glow discs definitely, definitely unique in that aspect. Um, another thing is, I feel like for a glow bag, and yeah, for a glow bag, seasoning in your glow discs probably, unless like I would say, even if you're playing glow golf almost every day, like most glow plastic because it's more overstable and it's denser and things like that also going to take a little bit to beat in. So yeah. cycling 
may not be a case for it. Um, but taking that like 10 disc bag principle and applying it here, Brad, if we were to say like, I, I think especially for glow golf, having a huge glow bag can feel like a bit burdensome. Mm-hmm. So even at 10 discs can feel like a lot of Frisbees in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, I, I, I've played a couple glow rounds now and, um, the first time I took out several discs and like, um, the second time I only took out two again, yeah. not necessarily like the best idea, but that's just kind of what I, I felt like I could do a lot with those two discs. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I think even maybe would you say five, like having five would be a good option. Five is five's about where my brain landed. Um, and so I, this also brings up a very interesting point of, and we'll count literally, I'm going to counter all of this. Uh, mm-hmm. when we get to just a, a second, but, uh, glow plastic, who are your top three glow plastics? I mean, um, MVP is number one, not even close to anybody yeah. else in my literally opinion. league of their own. <laughs> yeah. They're gl- And just like, it feels good, but also just from a glow standpoint, like their glow is like uh, no other glow. Um, I will say, um, Hmm. See, like the next is hard because I think there's so many people pushing for the second spot. Yeah. Because I think a lot of it, and then let's just say MVP and MVP brands, right? Because they're going to be all the same plastic. Yeah. Uh, TSA, Mint, all that. Yeah. Um, but I think I think Discraft has come a long way with their glow. I think it's like their new glow is a lot better. Um, Innova's glow is pretty good as well. Um, I just find it to be a little inconsistent personally. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, disc mania's glow, glow is really good. They just don't have a ton of it. That's my thing. And then trilogies is fine. I, I think it's like probably those three or maybe even those four are kind of fighting for that second spot. Just MVP so far ahead. I think. Yeah. It, it's definitely one of those. If I'm playing glow golf, I'm literally thinking to myself, all right, do I own a glow gyro distance driver? Yeah, I know I got glow gyro putters. I know I got glow gyro mids. Can I make it work with just that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, we're good. We're good. Um, right. Yeah, I would agree. I even as someone who like one of the courses that we play glow at most often down here um, is a short little pitch and putt, and so I end up throwing it. Like if I'm playing that course without glow restrictions. I'm literally throwing a pig on hole one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've started throwing it on 10. I throw it on 11. Hole 12 is the first hole that I don't throw it on. Mm. 12 and 13, I don't throw it on. 14, I throw a pig again. 15, I don't. 16, I don't. 17, I do. So it's like 14 or something, 13 or 14 of those holes I throw a pig on. So I'm very familiar with Innova Glow because all of the R Pro, like the Ricky Pigs, are R Pro Glow, right? And uh, it's not good, y'all. Um, it's definitely a glow that you're going to highlight if you've never played Glow Golf before. You can pull out your little black light flashlight, mm-hmm. get it charged up, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm good to go." And then you got to throw it, and honestly, by the time that you've thrown it, it feels like it's losing its glow. Whereas MVP. You shine it up once, and then like four holes later, it feels like yeah, it's starting to lose its fate. Yeah. Um, but the other alternative is if you don't want to do like glow plastic, you can always go with the glow tapes. 
yeah. and the glow light. Uh, I've seen people, mm-hmm. they'll take battery or like watch batteries uh-huh. and they tape those and then take like an LED light and pin it to that and it glows. While a good idea, the tape I like a lot more, um, but the batteries, I have watched someone throw a disc and it hit a tree and you just watched as the battery shot off the bottom uh-huh. and their disc went the other direction. And we were yeah. like, yikes. Uh, yeah. There's a, there like MVP now uh, and like, so not just MVP. I think trilogy has them. I'm trying to think Innova I think has them now too, but the little LEDs that you can stick to the bottom of your disc. I'm not a fan of those. I don't like adding any, it's not a lot of weight. I just don't like adding anything to it. I don't even really like the tape if I'm being honest. Yeah. Because I don't, because to me, I'm going to be like, okay, well, that's only a glow disc now, which is fine if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Maybe you're like, man, I really love this felon, and it, I just I hate it in the glow plastic that I got it in, and I've got to throw this one in my bag. That's fine. But me personally, I think it's also kind of an excuse to throw different stuff, I think, too. Um, you know, I, I do have a lot of glow, which I didn't realize, but I, I like glow plastic just in general. Yeah, like the excuse me, the Eclipse Envy is my, like my favorite throwing putter of all time, just because I like the feel of the plastic and has nothing to do with it being glow, other than that happens to be glow. Um, so I have several of those, so it's easy to take out a fresh one. And again, it's kind of fun that having that new like Envy throw, you know, that's not super beat in. I can take my beat in glow one, um, like lift. I have lifts in glow plastic, yeah. and that's what I usually forehand like my main forehand so that's easy to throw um but i also have like the eclipse hex i haven't really thrown and i put it in there to play glow and i'm like oh i really like that i think i'm gonna put it in my normal bag so like it's just an excuse to throw some new stuff and even some trilogy that i may not necessarily throw on a normal basis i'm like hmm, i throw a, a glow underworld that seems fun you know i might i might throw uh you know it's just any of that moonshine stuff's fun even a harp i'm you yeah. know i'm a zone guy but i'm like that could be fun to just like switch it up a little bit and throw this, this glow harp. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that, that is something I, I think when you're building these bags, especially because glow plastic could fly a little different and things like Uh that is in order to mold minimalize, is it okay? If I'm trying to replace my, cause you go, are the nebulas still in the bag or are they out? Uh, Nebula's out. I put the Quake in, which actually is Glow, ironically enough. It's a Midnight Flyer. But I'm really um, liking the Quake. Okay. So, if you were trying to say, like, okay, I can't... I, glow Dunes. The only Glow Dunes that ever been made were a Patreon exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, like, so few of them. Um, I have one, though. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm I'm proud of it. Uh, I'm not going to throw it, though. I'm not going to throw that in a Glow yeah. round. No way. Uh, and so you have like, that's, that's a tough replacement. Mm-hmm. You have a hex. I do have a glow then, uplink though. I wonder, and I haven't thrown it. Mm. I just wonder if it's like a little more straight. Yeah. Straight I'd, to turn. Maybe it's like lobster esque in glow plastic, which I could get behind. Yeah. But if you were trying to, let's say replace like your, if you were, you could, if maybe there's a mold out there that's in glow that is you have your glow hex so it's all the way on this end yeah but then you've got regular hex dune lobster uplink and it's like all right 
if I'm trying to cover now I have four shots and that's a wide range mm-hmm. that you're trying to cover there. Is there a glow plastic or a glow something that sits, let's say between the dune and the lobster that could fill, or even between the lobster and the uplink that could mm-hmm. fill those slots. So don't be afraid. I love what you said about like giving you a chance to try new stuff is, um, go and try to f- experiment. Like, could I, could I replace all of these in my glow bag? Uh, now that's mm. not, that could have a, like you said, with the glow hex, like I could have a situation where it bleeds into your standard bag. But when you're playing unique rounds, having an army of discs available, mm. not it. Because if you're playing glow golf, yes, you've played the course before, but it's going to feel different. So you want confidence while you're out there on the course. Um, cause like Brad, is there ever for you? I know this definitely happens for me. Is there ever moments where you're looking at a disc or like a new disc comes in the warehouse and you want to try it out, but you tell yourself like, well, I just, I mean, it would have a hard time getting in the bag because it's fighting blank, blank, blank. Yep. Almost every time, almost every time I look at it. Cause I, it's hard when you see a bunch, you want to try a bunch of different stuff. And it's like a little bit of like, FOMO because I'm like, well, maybe this is the disc I've really been looking for. I'm just settling for something else. So I try not to get in my head with that. But I mean, a good example is the Evader that I threw a couple weeks ago on in the bag for um, a recommendation. And I loved it. And I wasn't going to put it in the bag. So I'm like, oh, it's going to get in the way of the grackle. And I started throwing it more and I, it actually kicked the grackle out. But, and, but what I like about the grackle was very, I love throwing it, but I was always, I never felt like it was forehanded. It was like just, the rim was just not there for me to forehand the evader. I feel like I can throw backhand and forehand equally confident. So like, that's why it kicked it out. Not that it's a, a better disc per se, but I did, I, I can't throw it farther for whatever reason. And I'm a little more confident on both backhand and forehand. So it gave me more shots for my money, if you will. Yeah. So like, um, I think that's kind of, you know, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't make me hesitate as much as it does when i like oh, i don't want this to fight at kick out my x disc but you know i think i'm kind of at that point in my game where i'm okay with it a little bit it's like kind of time for a change kind of time to try some new stuff so different scenarios like this can give us a really good opportunity to do that absolutely yeah and that like now there's the the flip end of that extreme right is oh i'm just changing my bag all the mm-hmm. time because yeah. this could be it. This could be it. This could be it. And you never really give discs a chance to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, like I put the stalker in there for a little bit uh, and I'm loving the stalker, but there was like, I put it in there for a week and thought, okay, this is good, but I might just go back to my evaders. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't, I haven't given the stalker enough of a chance to shine. And now I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. And feel like my bag would be lost without the stalker. So, yeah. Well, I feel like what I've started to do, and I've done this a couple times now. So, like the Evader, to be fair, is not the first time this has happened, but um, I'm giving, I'm leaving like trial spots in my bag almost. Like I never like max out my bag like as many discs as I can carry, but I'll maybe leave some overlap on purpose. Like I left the Evader and Grackle in for a couple weeks mm. just to see how they felt, and then okay, and then. Luckily, I have courses that are private that I can play on that I can just throw as many shots as I want to. And I found I was just comparing them like throw to throw, the same type of throw, different throws. And 
it really was kind of eye opening. I think it's okay to have like those like open windows in your bag as long as you're not doing like five or six of them as a time at a time, maybe. But like yeah. also like I a Z or sorry, a jawbreaker ESP Zeus made its way into like a trial, like overstable distance driver for me in my bag. And surprisingly, I throw it a lot. Like I can forehand that thing like no one's business. And I mm. never was able to forehand something that fast. I think it's a combination of the weight. It's like a 171 and the the feel of the disc. But I never would have tried it if I didn't like give myself the freedom to leave that spot and like open and just be like okay with having something I'm not sure of and I want yeah. to experiment with. So I think that's probably the good middle ground. Like you're saying, you don't want to do that all the time to your bag. Probably you're not going to get really comfortable with anything. But if you can leave like discs in there that are kind of like trial period discs, I think that's pretty. That's okay. You know, yeah. player two. Yeah. And even like that glow hex that's in the bag now, it's like, okay, it can be in there as a trial spot. And maybe there's a world that you're like, I don't need the glow hex, the hex and the dune in there. Mm -hmm. So of these three, which one is the weakest spot? Mm -hmm. Okay. And maybe it moves out. And so if I need that dune flight, I can just throw my hex on just a little more, a little flatter uh, and it'll give me the flight of the dune. Um, And that's honestly exactly where I am is I put like I lean on the hex a lot more than I thought I was going to. I throw it a lot. Mm. And then I usually I've started picking up the hex more than the dune. Mm. And what I hoping is going to happen is I'll be able like the hex since I'm throwing it so much, I'm going to beat it in so it's going to have a little turn to it eventually. Um and then that could just kind of slide over. I'll probably put a neutron one in between that one and the eclipse. And then I'll just kind of have that those like that window kind of covered with just the hex. Yeah, and the doom, the doom might make it out, and that's I don't want it to, but it probably that's probably what's going to happen, uh, just because of that. I wish there was a version. I put the eclipse hex in initially because I'm like, oh, maybe it'll cover the nebula spot, and then I can like have a a smaller gap toward that like really overstable mid. Yeah, and it actually didn't. It's just like a little more like stable than the neutron one or the yeah. fission one. I'm sorry. So that's why the quake is in there now. The quake was originally in there to be my super overstable mid. Yeah. Again, trial spot between that and the Bobcat. And Bobcat's hard because I love the Bobcat. It's a hard disc to replace. But I found that it was like pretty much like my Nebula, but it just felt better in my hand than the Nebula did. Mm. So it's just kind of like, again, trial spot kind of worked, weasels its way like right in that spot. Yeah. Yeah. The the glow hexes are, that's such a good analogy for it because i i had a time where i was bagging i had the hex and then i had the glow so my mids went like on the far end i had an origin and then i had a hex and then i had a glow hex and then i had a glow reactor and then i had a justice Uh it has since shifted to where now i have a flippy dune i have a dune i have a reactor and fission and then i have a fission reactor mm-hmm. and then i now have a zone os instead of a justice um mm-hmm. but that because the way you're describing it i kept wanting the glow hex to be so much more overstable than it was and it was like it is it if you throw it not fully committed and not full shot mm-hmm. it's going to have stability to it and it's going to bait you into thinking oh this thing like it just hooks up all the yeah. time but as soon as you really start putting power into it in any form of snap, it's like, oh, 
No, it just kind of holds straight. And then at the very, very, very end, mm-hmm. it just boop. Yeah, just <laughs> falls out. Bit. Yeah. And you, like you said, what, going back to the glow bag, now that, that it's a disc you can definitely still manipulate to like cover a lot of slots if you need it to. Like you can put a lot of hyzer on it and make it have some stability. Again, you're probably going to have to find yourself backing off on some power because it will want to like just go straight. That's what the hex does. And, um, so that yeah, that's just a very interesting thought process. So let's go to the five disc bag. What five discs are you taking out on your glow around? If you you have five discs, what what's that look like for you? Yeah. So I guess what spots are you really making sure you're filling, and then what discs are you taking? Yeah. So spots, I spots I'm looking at. I need an overstable button approach disc um, because in glow I'm going. As much as the trees, I can't see them and they don't exist. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mess up a glow at some point and I'm going to hit something that I can't see. Right. And I'm going to be sent off in some random direction. So I need an approach disc. Um, and plus on shorter holes, I mean, I throw like, that's the thing is I think a lot of people have these approach discs and they're like, oh, I just use these for approaches. But then they'll step up to certain holes that are just the same length as the approach that they throw. Yeah. And then they pull out a bigger, faster disc. And it's right. like, just just treat it like an approach uh yeah. so an approach disc i'm gonna put a putting putter in my like five glow options um you could exclude this one just because it's like you're i know i'm not gonna throw it kind of a deal uh i'll see if i end up needing it here um approach disc uh i could see a world where you're like i need a approach or just another throwing putter that's not so overstable, like you said, very glow envy esque uh-huh. kind of a deal. Um, and then a neutral mid range, and I would say a neutral fairway. Um, so if I'm pulling these out, I would, I would, if I, I'll pull the putting putter out and I'll replace it with a overstable fairway driver. Mm-hmm. most of the time in glow i'm not pulling out like a big distance driver per se just because once again when you can't see things mm-hmm. the kicks can get so much worse right because yeah you like barely miss a tree if you know oh i got to avoid this tree you can throw accordingly but if you can't really see the tree you could think you're throwing right at it but just like the line you're aiming for just has a little bit of tree in your way and you get this huge kick. So personally, that's what I'm going for is two mids, two putters and a overstay or a neutral fairway kind of, uh, could be a crave could be a, that like for me, and I'll tell you for me what those five slots are. I have a glow pick, I have a glow um, precious child usually ends up filling this slot, but I also have a glow sensei that fills mm-hmm. this slot. Um, and then I have a glow hex. Uh, I have a, the hex. I usually just, I just lean on that mm-hmm. to death personally, at least the courses that I've been playing glow at. I don't need it. Like I don't need to, um, but I would see if they have like a glow origin or something of those sorts. Uh, the cam wall just go down. Yeah. No, no. That was a Silas. I love it. Uh, and then um, the glow cookie. 
is actually mm, okay. my like driver. I forgot about Clash. Yeah, okay. Clash Glow is actually sneaky good. Okay, yeah. And Castleplast Glow is good too. Yeah. Any any of those European glows are good. Um, okay. I like that. Uh, again, I'm I'm kind of a, a newbie for uh, Glow Golf, but I think as far as like a if I'm building five, taking five discs with me, uh, I want to have something I can putt with and like as a neutral to understable putter, like kind of as one slot. Yeah. Um, I want to want to have a throwing putter that has stability to it that I can still work if I need to. I'm gonna want an approach uh, overstable approach disc, and yeah, neutral mid range, and then probably like a slightly like neutral to slightly overstable driver of some kind that yeah. I can both forehand and give some hyzer and get some stability if I need it. So not too much different, I guess, from what you said. I think for me, I'd probably go, go Eclipse Proxy for the like neutral-ish throwing putter, although that does have a little stability to it, but I still feel like I can manipulate it. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going uh, Glow Envy or Eclipse Envy. Again, just my see. I I almost want to say a, a new like Eclipse Envy. I can forehand and has about the, I guess, effectiveness of an overstable approach disc. So I feel like I can maybe squeak another disc out of there if I wanted to. But yeah, we'll say Eclipse Envy, uh, Eclipse Hex, and then Glow Lift. I think is where or Eclipse Lift is where I'm going as well. So I'm gonna go straight MVP Axiom family on and well streamlined too because it's a lift. So I might just go straight MVP family. Again, I just trust the glow and it's just so easy. If I'm playing glow, I don't want to worry about my disc not glowing. Yeah. Um, not that other discs don't glow and other plastics, but I think maybe the if I, like I said, if I took out the over, overstable putt and approach, which I didn't say, which would probably be... Mm, see, that's the one I'm, I'm a little caught up on. I'd probably have to find a glow zone of some kind. I don't have one currently. I don't yeah. think. Um, but if I didn't do that and I just kind of leaned on the new Eclipse Envy, I think I would maybe, and this isn't one you're not expecting from me, I might do like a Felon or like a, a Firebird-esque yeah. disc that I can really lean on to get out of jail or if I get in a sticky situation. Maybe Sexton Firebird. I got a Sexton Firebird that came in damage that I'm working with. I thought about... I, Ooh. So it's, it might make its way in the bag. We'll see. Yeah, I... My trash painted disc swap that I got, uh, my person sent me a 21 Sexton. Um, and I was like, come on, this is uh, when I bagged Firebirds, this is absolutely the year that I bagged. So mm. I I love it. They, that I would say that the color glow from Innova is by far their best glow option mm. yeah. uh, that they have. But the Moonshine Felons shine so good i have a moonshine felon in my bag right now um that is she's gorgeous she looks good and she flies really good and i like i like having a little bit of glow in my bag throughout the year because then especially for those of you who are playing like if you're playing on central time for instance Mm -hmm. it's getting dark at like four o'clock yeah so if you want to go play around most of the time, even if you start at like three, mm. if your rounds going long, by the time you're getting to the end, you're fighting daylight. And because right. of that, you can very easily just be like, Oh, quick adjustment. And <laughs> you can start throwing some of your glow disc glow options. So 
I think that's really fun. Um, so if we're expanding to a travel bag, mm-hmm. I, I think the the key principle between both of them is taking the five disc bag and you're putting a very baby shell around what I would right. say is a core three discs. What three discs do you feel like you like if you were to evaluate your round and go back through? Because we all have most people, not all, most people have extremely large bags full mm-hmm. of discs that they throw on a rare occasion, right? Like, right. Um, I'm looking, you've got your bag here. So like the sale, the sale for you is probably not being thrown every yeah. single round of golf that you play. That's utility. But there's certain situations where you step up and you're like, this is very clearly mm-hmm. a sale shot. Um, could even be the case with like the Phoenix, right? Like right. very Utility. niche situations. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I went and played on Thanksgiving. Um, have we shot an episode since Thanksgiving? I think we shot one since Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I went and played with Rick Peavy, uh, and he was like, hey, here's the Phoenix that y'all sent me. And I was like, all right, sick, let's see it. Dude threw a thumber with that thing, and it doesn't, like, it just pans left. Really? Which is fascinating to me, because I was like, that thing is so overstable. And he was like, yeah, but there's just a thing. You gotta, that's why you gotta try them out on numbers, is because, like, he's like, it'll pan left, and it comes back, but it does not, like, he threw that, and then I watched him throw his triple X's, and they were, I mean, vastly different. ABB. Like, it is crazy watching that and i i would have not i would never thought that yeah i i sent him that uh phoenix out of my bag yeah it's It's like it was crazy it was crazy so um but yeah so you have these utility discs so i would say when you're looking at your bag for a travel bag for a glow bag what are the discs that i end up throwing so often and how do i build a shell around them mm-hmm. kind of a deal. So like for me personally, I'm throwing, uh, I'm throwing my stalker. I'm throwing my, uh, reactor and I'm throwing a pig pretty much every single round. Like I can't think of many courses where those are not being called upon. Mm. And so because of that, you're like, all right, cool. So I, Sometimes what, and so once you have your core, what do these discs not do? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think for me, it would be, I throw the FD a lot, like a variation of an FD a lot. Like that's, yeah. I hang really heavy on, I have, I think I have four in my bag right now. I, like I have a C line, uh, S line that's beat in. I have an Innova S line FD. <sighs> and then I, we just recently got in um, D line glow FDs, mm. so I'm that's what I have, I'm hoping to beat in, and that's good, becomes very understable. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I really lay he- heavy on the FD um, zone, and then probably the hex next, to be honest with you. So, but I think the problem for me, just kind of saying what you know echoing off of what you said like for me the hex and the fd there's no there's not a lot of stability there so if i can't really i'm not going to forehand either of those discs really i'm not really going to if i need something to hyzer out pretty heavy i'm not gonna that's not the disc i'm choosing um i have my zone but i don't like the back end of my zone 
So um, I have like 200, a little over 200 plus in on forehand covered, but I don't have anything else like that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it's funny that the discs I rely on a lot are like Heiser Flip type discs. I didn't used to be that player, but now I am. Yeah. And it's like there, if you were to grab like one of the FDs, it's like you probably leaning towards more neutral to overstable side. Right. But that means that they're not stable enough to be able to throw on a forehand for that right shape for a righty. Right. But like, but they also aren't understable enough that trying to throw that turnover line feels comfortable either. Right. So if you're building your shell, okay, you're going to need something either flippy to get that shot or mm -hmm. yeah, you can jump into the overstable side of, and you have, you obviously you have discs like that in your bag. You can throw the PD in that slot. You could, mm. um, yeah, there's, there's options there, but taking your, your starting core. And I think that starting core is going to be very different for a lot of people. Like mm -hmm. notice Brad did not say like, Oh, his, like the zone hits that for forehand, but it also doesn't cover backhand. Mm -hmm. So like for me, the pig fills both of those slots. So it's, a, it's very essential for me mm -hmm. to have one of those in the back. Like that's the funny part when I'm thinking, when I was planning for vlogmas, um, we're doing a video that Lindsay picks my shots. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, all right, this hole, you're going to throw this great. That's not a good disc for this hole at all, but uh, I'll <laughs> I'll throw it. Yeah. Um, and so last year we did it with all clash discs because super fun names and things like that. Uh, this year the plan is currently, unless some box arrives from clash that I don't know is coming, um, the plan is that we're just going to do it with my bag because as I played through Vlogmas, I keep ending up in situations where I'm like, oh, I would throw my pick here, mm -hmm. junk, right. I don't have a pick. Uh, I don't have mm -hmm. a pick in this setup. So uh, I have lost many battles during this uh, vlog right. because it's such a, like, I just feel so comfortable with that disc in my hands. Um, so you expand, but yeah, there's going to be people out there that you guys hate throwing putters and that's fine. So it's not your core. You're much more of a, a distance driver, heavy person. I don't really feel like for Brad nor I, that we're like really itching to throw those distance drivers all no. the time. No. And I think even, I guess it would depend on how much I needed to narrow down my bag for a travel bag. Um, yeah. Cause of what I probably do is do a one, two punch with a uh, clips envy and a zone because, but if, if I had multiple discs to play with, if not, I would probably even just leave the zone out for a, a, like a, a fresh eclipse envy because I know I can both forehand it and get the same, zone-ish type of flight for me if I like encourage it a little bit but I also know I love throwing it on backhand too so I'm getting a lot of shots covered versus having to get two discs for that I can probably get one for the price of two mm. sorry two for the price of one that's what I meant don't go yeah. the other way yeah and travel bags are like I, you nailed it like I I could put a travel bag in my truck that I just have discs ready to go. Um, and honestly, with the number of discs that are strewn about the bed, like the base of my truck right now, I kind of have that, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I can right. build an intentional one, but there's a difference between, I know a lot of folks that I've heard have travel bags will be like, Oh, I fit it in my carry on. Yep. 
Okay, that's a lot less space. Uh, right. Or you just decided you're not taking clothes. So yeah. one of those two things is going to happen, and I, I would always suggest taking more clothes personally. Yeah, but. when I when I used to travel, I I would take a one of my I'd take a roach, one of my putting putters to take a zone, and I was all disc at the time. I think I took. I would always just take. I think I took a buzz. Yeah, that's what I would take. I would take a a buzz, a zone, and a roach. Yeah, and I just throw it in my suitcase because it would fit. Yeah, and it's super super convenient there. And it's like you get you find your core, mm-hmm. and at that point you don't have you don't have space for the shell, and that's okay because you have your core three discs. I and that you know yeah. if if and no one's done that like we've I've done that a lot with my family lately when we've played is. It's usually where it's usually at a get together of some kind, like during Thanksgiving. We weren't really like feeling like carrying all of our bags out and the courses on the property. You're like, eh, like let's just let's just pick three. Everyone pick three from your bag and let's go for it. And I let uh, Eli, my youngest, pick mine, so that was fun because right. um, he gave me a little bit of sabotage. But that's okay. <laughs> but I think there's some like fun element to that. And you know, not to make it about this, but I think you know if you find yourself getting a little stagnant with your bag or like just playing the same courses or whatever, like challenge yourself and do a little like draft of your own or like a three disc round. And then maybe let someone else pick it for you or spin a wheel and let it pick it for you. And yeah, it brings a whole nother life. And you know, you never know, you'll probably throw a bunch of junk shots that you're like, but I wish I had X disc. Like you said, I wish I had my pig on this or you're be throwing discs on different lines. You're like, Oh, I didn't even know I could throw that with this disc. So I think there's some like discovery you can have too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, the the discovery you have, uh, I mean, I George Ward is a, a course in town that I've literally been playing since 2012. Um, mm-hmm. And in college, we were at a point where we were playing it like pretty much every single day. We would get in the car, get done with class. Mm-hmm. All right. When we handed a G-Dub, sick. Uh, grab our Sonic on the way and we're <laughs> chilling. So uh, I've been playing that course for so long and hole eight here specifically there's a right pin position and i have thrown the forehand at it for the longest time well then i got injured and i couldn't throw the forehand anymore and i was like oh i'll throw the backhand here and now people laugh at me like i'm crazy when we step up on that hole because they'll throw the forehand and i'll throw the backhand and be right there with them but it's not because oh yeah i just i i I was very stagnant on that course but i had to find the new options so Right. Definitely, definitely a fun challenge here. Um, I think I think that's going to wrap it up for us uh, on this discussion, Brad. Unless you got yeah. any final thoughts? No, I think that was my final thought. Just don't be afraid to try out some new discs. You know, use these different type of rounds, like glow rounds or three disc rounds, to try out new plastic. There's a ton of it. Try it out. Like it's it's okay. Coming from the guy that was refused to throw any other brands, like now that I'm doing, it's just it's just fun, and you're going to find. A bunch of stuff you don't like but you're gonna find a bunch of stuff you do like too so just don't be afraid to do it and then like you said when you're doing just remember your core shots or like your core game and what are going to fill those areas and make sure you do it so um no i this is a fun episode so i hope everybody enjoyed it again leave your uh questions uh, below in the comments we'll do we're gonna do these like back to back but we'll do one maybe i don't know every every couple months or something and just yeah. maybe we'll do some rap, more rapid fire questions next time a little less long form more we can really dive in depth on something else if you guys want to hear that really this is your podcast it's up to you let us know what you want to hear and uh you know it was a, it was a fun little experiment for sure yeah 
so as they're but as they're like going through and trying to find you know this is a three disc experiment i want to go with things like that we're uh one of the best places to find that foundationdisc.com so Mm -hmm. brad what's new in the warehouse so what's new in the warehouse we have i think we're Knock on wood. By the by, the time this video goes live, uh, we should have all of our disc crop restock live. So every Ooh. mold, every plastic, everything's up finally. Uh, next is going to be getting all of our Innova up next week. But in in the meantime, we have a bunch of trilogy that dropped. There's a lot of cool molds and plastics in there. I know they had some um, different uh, Saki Bomb Slammers. There's a different stamp on those. There's um, I think Opto Orbit Rivers or Opto Moonshine River. Sorry. Orbit Moonshine Rivers. Um, so yeah, make sure you check all of the trilogy out. Again, Riesler Restock is always your best friend. And the rest of the uh, NHL Prodigy collab will be up this week as well. So they w- I, I love that they rolled out like 11 teams and then they're like, they didn't do like two or three rollouts. They're like, all right, here's the first like 11 disc and then um, here's everything else. Yeah, here's so the other 20. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a ton. There's, so all your favorite teams are up there. I did order... Um, a handful of the other ones that they already released just to make sure if you were a little late on those, they went way faster than I thought, which is great. Love that we have so many hockey fans out there. Um, but yeah, just make sure you check all those, all your favorite teams are on there and Hey, great Christmas gift for those loved ones that are maybe kind of into disc golf, but also love hockey. Um, yeah, that's a great, I know Connor's dad loves the Bruins, um, but he's not really a disc golfer per se. So Connor got him one of those. Great. Sorry if you listen to this Connor's dad spoilers. But uh, but no, they, and they have some cool like they have a, a Hartford Whalers M4 in like 500 plastic is beautiful. Mm. Um, they have um, the the Golden Knights. I think it's an A5, the most puddle top A5 I've ever seen in my life. Um, but okay. they they feel great. So there there's some other cool like um, Spectrum plastic and 500 plastic that uh, they released as well. So make sure you check all of that out. Recently restocked, and hey, when you get all of this in, and you're like, hey. My wife's getting mad at me because I got boxes everywhere. And, you know, make sure you check out Heiser Racks. I know we talked about yeah. this last week. Um, they're now our sponsor for What's New in the Warehouse. And I got my new one. I'm going to post on my socials today. Um, the unboxing has it in the bag uh, engraved on it. Looks awesome. Uh, Robbie, I think at this time, when people hear this, you'll have yours because it's coming yep. in today. We're filming on Thursday. Um, so grateful for them. Again, super high quality. And I will say when I was putting mine, and this is my second Heiser rack, when I was putting mine together yesterday, um, I did drop the top one off the very top, which was like five and a half feet tall. And I dropped it onto the concrete floor of the warehouse. And I was very worried because it is real wood. Everything's real in this. And then there was not a scratch on it. So they are durable. They are beautiful. They are pieces of furniture. They're not just some random metal rack that you bought from Walmart. Uh, make sure you check them out. The link's going to be in the description. Uh, you can get the In the Bag logo on there. You can get the Robbie C logo, the Foundation logo, uh, whatever logo you want on there, even Come your personal on. logo, your favorite team's logo, whatever. They can go on there. Great Christmas gift. And I love it because they're modular. It, it is an investment. Again, you're, you're going to yeah. have it for a lifetime. But you can buy these ones like a rack at a time, and they just stack on top of each other. You don't have to buy them all at one time. So yeah. um, make sure you check those out. And then soon... They're not available yet, but he did develop a uh, shelf that clips on the top of it, mm. which was very helpful because I've been just kind of like balancing things on the top of my other one. But it was very nice putting some of my like um, desk and like disc like memorabilia up on there and not having to worry about it falling. So those will be out soon. But 
yeah, make sure you check out Hyzerax, made in the U.S., um, super high quality, great, great, great gift. If you're like, man, I really need to go. I really need to like knock it out of the park with a gift for my the disc golf for my life. That's the way to go. Absolutely, absolutely. There, uh, I, it's it's not just disc golf at that point. You're you're investing in a piece of furniture, which is fantastic, and yep. we love that. Uh, and what else we love is when you find a disc is good and you it's not on the rack anymore. What do you do? You keep it in the bag. We'll see y'all next week.